Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 106 in Edmonton, Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer today. Bob and the Oilers in the air on their way to Detroit Rock City. The Red Wings await. Tomorrow night, we've got it for you on the radio. 5.30 puck drop, 4 o'clock face-off show, as hosted by our next guest, who we'll get to momentarily. Remind you that the show is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. That was the best Oilers game on Friday night since blank. Let me know. 780-496-0063. That's the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Open Monday to Saturday. You can also call us on the River Cree Resort Casino hotline. That is the same number. 780-496-0063. The River Cree Resort and Casino Excitement. Bet on it. Let me, let me dictate for you the assist leaders in the National Hockey League. It goes like this. Ryan Nugent Hopkins of your Edmonton Oilers with 14. Connor McDavid of your Edmonton Oilers with 14. Leon Dreisaitl of your Edmonton Oilers with 13. Dreisaitl also leads the league in game-winning goals with four. He is second in overall goals, actually tied with Ovi for first with 10, and he leads the league with 23 points. Not too bad, as we learned earlier in the show. In fact, das is good. Reed Wilkins was in the house on Friday night to watch what was an epic comeback that followed a ceremony that, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to see live, but I heard was special. I got to listen uh, to Craig McTavish's speech in particular uh, in the car prepping for the football game. And Reed, that was that was excellent. That stole like before Connor stole the show. I thought McTavish's speech stole the show in in honoring Kevin Lowe. Mac T, great wit. Always able to find the right tone. Always has a great turn of the phrase for really any sort of situation. He did a great job. I mean, obviously, he you know, he did it the way you should do it. You start off with the humor, and then you kind of get to the more serious and sentimental stuff as you go along. Yeah, I, I mean, it was, a, it was a good ceremony. I, I think it was, uh, was well-deserved that Kevin Lowe's number 
goes up. And like, like you said, it led into a very exciting game. I've, I've been listening to most of the show. First of all, I got to say, you have a very soothing and pleasant voice. So keep going, that. buddy. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> second of all, uh, this, the discussion about where does this game rank? How exciting was it compared to other games? And I want to talk about that on my show tonight because I do think it's a fun and interesting topic to talk about. I think for myself, though, Brandon, I have to separate the regular season and the playoffs because a playoff game is just... The, the vibe is so much different. There's more on the line. Now, for me, firsthand, I, I haven't covered a ton of playoff games because they've never been past the, the second round. Uh, and, I mean, for the eight seasons I've hosted face-off show and overtime open line, they, they didn't make the playoffs, uh, or I guess uh, five out of the eight, sorry. So, you know, it's it's difficult. I, I mean, look, scoring a winning a game in overtime in the playoffs is is huge. And I know a lot of people have referenced the David DeHarnay game, game five against San Jose. That was a comeback as well. The Oilers were down 3-1 in the second period. Mark Letestu scored a power play goal late in the second period. Oscar Clefbaum scored on a long slap shot with about three minutes left in the third to tie it up. And then the Oilers dominated the overtime. I think San Jose only had two shots. And then finally, DeHarnay scored. And, and I remember the building just going crazy. It put the Oilers up three games to two, and they ultimately won the series. So, yes, I, okay, I know they, they didn't win the Stanley Cup. And I, I suppose if you want to be a naysayer about it, you can say it was you know only the first round. But still, it was a playoff game. And, and it was instrumental in them winning that series. So, you know, how do, how do you compare something like that and something like game 10 of a regular season, which granted was significant and it was an absolute blast and it's awesome the team is 9-1. and one. I still have uh, a, a problem putting playoff games and regular season games in, in the same bucket and then trying to organize them in that bucket. Now, I will say this, and I don't think I'm guilty of hyperbole here. And I've been watching the Oilers in the NHL, you know, all my life. I was five years old when they joined the NHL. So I I don't remember everything, but I remember a lot of stuff. In my mind, there is no doubt that's one of the greatest regular season games in Oilers history. In in terms of uh, the comeback, in terms of the, the fan energy, in terms of the individual performances by great players, and in terms of what it meant to go nine and one and win nine of the first 10 games for the first time in franchise history. And, and look, you, you can't look at anything as, as much as we try to sometimes. And, and I do, it's like, you would like to just be able to look at something sometimes w- without any context and just say, okay, if I didn't know anything else about the NHL or the Edmonton Oilers, what, what would I have thought about that as entertainment value? But you can't do that. It, it's hard to do that. You, you can't do that with a fan base that is so incredibly passionate and with a fan base that had to suffer, absolutely suffer, through not just 10 years of out of the playoffs, like, like we've talked about, you know, seven of those years being in, in the bottom six in the league, and I think five of those years being in the bottom three. So, you know, with all that context and all that, all that misery for Oilers fans – 
and then to have a game like that and and then and then throw in having fans back in the building after not being able to come to games at all last season and that's where i so, wanted to go it was like the perfect storm for that eruption when they tied that game when mcdavid had that goal you know everybody's lid was ready to pop for all of the reasons i believe that you're stating right now well, yeah. So, and I mean, look, I, there's there's different ways. Uh, I, I mean, obviously, you know, you and I are lucky enough to go to most of the game. I know in, in, you had to miss the one because of your sideline duties on Friday. But uh, I mean, oddly enough, the the only home game I've missed in my tenure as host was the night that McDavid scored the goal against Columbus because I, I was really sick and I was actually at a Medi Center on IV during that game. I, I got a really bad flu, so I didn't I didn't see that goal in person. Oddly enough, but. Uh, you know, I, I guess I think in my tenure as being the actual host of the broadcast, um, the night they clinched against the LA Kings, that was pretty special. And mm-hmm. you know, you've caught me at my desk just listening to that audio. Jack calling that sequence of saves against the Los Angeles Kings and the the crowd going nuts, and then finally they clinched that playoff spot to end end, end the mm-hmm. uh, the ten years out of the playoffs. That was pretty special. Like I said, the Dayhar Night game was the Dayhar Eight goal was pretty special. Game two was was special. Uh, they beat the Sharks two nothing. Both goals were shorthanded, which I don't think had ever happened before in any. NHL playoff history um so that was pretty cool staying alive against the Ducks. see this is the thing the, to me the playoff games always stand out more for sure and I know they lost the series to the Ducks but you know they had that disappointing again context they blew that lead against Anaheim in game five lost in overtime and there was a lot of like okay well this is it but they're just not good enough they're not even going to force game seven and they crushed them I mean it was they got six goals in the first period um and, and then I, I still would go back to a couple of great individual performances, uh, and that was the Scrivens 59-save shutout and the Gagne 8-point night. Now, are, when fans reflect on those, are, and, and this is probably more how individual people will feel about it, do fans reflect on those as being like, yeah, we had a player get an 8-point night, we had, we had a player make 59 saves in a shutout, but are, does the shine come off those a little bit because they were in years where the Oilers were such a poor team? And most of the storylines in those teams were for those years were, when are they going to finally be good? So it, it is, It but hey, it's just fun to talk about. And, you know, through again, 10 games of the season, that's all the information we have. And, you know, the, I heard the text you read, somebody said they haven't played anybody that good. And you know what? That Fair comment, but let's let's get there let's I, I can't wait I can't wait to see them go, to go, go into Boston you know when they play Florida and Carolina yeah play the flames again like I'm, I'm like bring it on like let's let's find out we need we need that information Ken Holland needs that information Dave Tippett needs that information in order to figure out how they're going to solidify and fortify this team for a, a playoff run. Like I was asking John Shannon, I'm sure you heard, like it's not about them being a contender for the Pacific anymore. It's it's this team is setting themselves up to be a contender in the Western conference. And to me, you're, you know, there's, it's going to be a lot of fun, I guess the rest of the way, figuring out exactly what kind of additions may need to be made in order to solidify that kind of thing, but you don't balk at a nine and one start for any reason. I do have written down here though. Is this where 
a reality check comes in when they hit the road for the first time out east in over a year you know fans in a hostile environment in boston for example that's going to be an interesting one buffalo with absolutely nothing to lose these are the kinds of games where in past you just weren't sure what kind of performance you were going to get out of the oilers right now i'm not sure just because we haven't seen this group go out and play on the road though i like to think that dave Tippett is the type of coach who would simplify the game or you know the way that he sort of negotiates road action versus home action obviously very different we'll see what happens here this is going to be maybe their first true test i don't want to discredit the rangers by the way i think the rangers are a great hockey team right now but this is a really good team they're going to be you know in tough for a few games in a row out on the road st louis is going to be a tough way to cap off these four or five games in a row so you know do you think that maybe we'll get a dose of reality here or is this closer to reality that we've been experiencing just based on how good the new team is well look there are going to be tough spells to the season there there are likely going to be injuries i mean there are going to they're already going to have to deal with one here with uh, with devin shore and we're going to have to see what ryan mcleod mother's day is around the corner find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue nile from timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones blue nile has something she'll adore need a fast most items can ship overnight plus enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. We'll do. So, again, I I fully expect bumps in the road. And I I, I just think now the team is good enough that you can look at those bumps in the road as as opposed to a here we go again. You can say here. There's the information we need. Okay, say they lose four nothing to Boston, and the, and you see parts of the Oilers game exposed. All right, now the players have experienced that. Now Holland sees it. Now Tippett sees it. How do you adjust? Do you need to adjust with strategy? You know, then then the players can take that information. Okay, how do we have to play to beat a team like that? The home and home with Winnipeg. Winnipeg's good. You have the context of what happened in the playoffs last season. I I just the the thing that I think is really positive is that you can truly say the Oilers are never out of a game. I mean, I, I would think even down a couple goals with 10 minutes left, you're not shutting the TV or the radio off. I mean, this is, you know, this is all the uh, the, the Packers. Like, I, I when the Packers beat San Francisco earlier in the season, Brendan, and uh, and the the Niners went ahead with, like, 37 seconds left, and, the, and there's this Packer fan who took a little video of himself in the crowd just smirking while all these 49ers fans were cheering. And he put, I can't remember if he said it out loud or he put up the text. He's like, you left our boy too much time. I mean, that's, and, 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 and and the the clip Tyson Berry said, I mean, we'll have to see if Leon will confirm that the next time he talks to the media, but even that a guy can say, Hey, yeah, we're down three. We haven't really got started yet. Just wait. Here here we come. But just for a second, because Jillian texted me about 20 after 12 today. She said, "Uh, my parents went to the, game embarrassed to say that they left between the second and third period is that grounds to disown them asking for a friend (laughs) Jillian I think your parents get to disown you I don't think you get to disown your parents and certainly they're going to need a mulligan but you don't let them do it again because now you know what could happen please continue Reed (laughs) all right yeah 
Well, I hope she doesn't disown her parents. Yeah, but too. seriously, <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of forgot what I was I, I, I was saying. But yeah, but like you know, Rob Brown always talks about the value of belief, and that does mean something. And for for and look, I we've all been around enough pro athletes. They're professional. It's their job to win. They 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 don't give up i mean as much as i know sometimes fans will get frustrated oh they weren't trying where was the effort i, I think very rarely does an athlete not give everything that he that he has you, you know when when a game is going on i mean sometimes there are injuries or fatigue or uh, opponents that play a factor but i believe the large majority of the time athletes give what they have but they're they're also smart enough to know that most games they've been down 4-1 and in their lives they probably don't win right so mm-hmm. even even if you're still going for it you, you kind of know the odds are against you well now the Oilers have done it and they know they have these guys and I think they can have that mentality where it's like okay let's let's just stay in it let's not try to you know let's not make it any worse but you know, they, they talked about how big Pugliarvi's goal to get within two before the end of the second period was. And then Cassian said yesterday, we wanted to get one in the first 10 minutes. And then we get one a minute in, right? And then that that vibe is feeling really good. So, you know, it, it's, it, it's there's a lot of positive right now. I, I think it should be positive. And yes, tough times are going to come, but I, I say deal with those when they come and then see how the team learns from it. Excellent stuff, Wilkie. What do you have coming up tonight on Inside Sports? You're on the air. Yeah, going to be good. Uh, we got Kelly Rudy on tonight. I think Stoff's going to check in from Detroit, and uh, I, we're going to do uh, some uh, open line time. I want to hear what people are thinking and kind of build on some of the things I was just talking about. It's going to be a good show. For sure. we got a lot of buzz here on the text line, so expect a busy one on the phone line tonight. Always appreciate you checking in, my friend. We'll chat soon. Okay, see ya. All right, that is Reed Wilkins from Inside Sports, the Oilers radio network. You'll hear from him later on today, 6 o'clock, when Inside Sports airs. 121 in Edmonton. We'll take a... Let's take a timeout, and we'll come back with more of you. 780-496-0063, the best Oilers game since blank. 123 in Edmonton. Bob is with the team. They are on their way to Detroit, kicking off... Let's count them up. I think it's four, five in a row. One, two, three, four, five in this road trip. And it's going to start uh, It's going to start difficult because they've got, uh, well, I guess Detroit is where it starts tomorrow. I'm thinking more along the lines of the front half of that weekend back-to-back. We'll see what challenges Detroit pre- presents. I don't know. Like, you probably remember Tyler Bertuzzi making headlines for the fact that he wasn't going to play uh, where he had to cross the border or play in any state. He's not vaccinated. He's like the one of the last couple of NHL players not to be vaccinated. So he's not playing in California. He's not playing in New York State. And he's not playing in Canada. But when he is playing, look out. The guy has been an unbelievable producer. So there's there's no nights off in the NHL. We know that. And to, to I believe it was Brother Harry who had texted in saying that the Oilers haven't beaten anybody yet in this nine-game run. Mark from St. Albert has highlighted, in fact, they've beaten the Rangers. They've beaten Calgary, who's third in the West right now. And they've also beaten Nashville. And there's never an easy night against Nashville either. So, I, I, you know, you're welcome to your opinion. You see and, and evaluate and however you want to see things. But... I don't want to be the guy reigning on a 9-1 and one start. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but two of those three games, he did get the backup goalies. That's the perks of being in northern Alberta, I suppose. You're always going to get either the front or back half of two in a row. I'm just saying. All right, all right. 
All right, Cody, trying to bring everything down. You already know that cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin are 10-time President's Award winners for customer satisfaction? What does that even mean? It means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure that advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes except for GST. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends, Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang, at Brent Ridge Ford, 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. Lots of input here on the text line, 780-496-0063. Graham says, best Oilers game since the playoff third period comeback against Dallas in 98. Had a couple of those. Uh, Keith in Vancouver says, the best game has to be Gretzky's five-goal night. Then this one on Friday being the best since. <laughs> like these are high standards to be achieving when you look at it that way when you look at obviously this franchise and all of its historical context to watch this group in the modern NHL performing the way that they are and you know leading the points race the way that they are it, it's got to take you back I wasn't alive for that Cody wasn't alive for that but if you were what you're watching right now what you watched on Friday night I imagine it kind of transports you back to even if it was just a game or or whatever that you saw in the 80s it's it's that high flying like the league even in the last couple of years to me Cody the league has shifted so high scoring you watch the two on ones every game players are scoring on two on ones it kind of looks more like a game of EA Sports NHL sometimes than it does like what we had grown accustomed to a slower moving meticulous kind of hockey and yeah we get to watch it at the highest speed that it's played at right now whether it's Dreisaitl's passing or McDavid's footwork but all across the league you're seeing scoring Increase. I think the product is a lot more fun to watch just across the board. But also, we get to watch the two best forwards in the league on a nightly basis up here, right? Well, of course, and that's. But I'm saying, even watching a highlight pack, you know, guys that are jumping up and joining the rush out of, out of Minnesota's team, making plays that it just, you know, I don't know whether it's a coaching thing or whether the rules have opened the game up even more in the last couple of years. But it is exciting to watch, and when the home team is nine and one, and the team you're covering is nine and one, the team that you've been a diehard fan of. For how many years when they're nine and one? I think you roll with it. I think you celebrate that. Randy says, uh, November road trip historically been a defining point in the Oilers season success. It's uh, it's a weather vein of a successful season. Okay, I don't know what that turn of phrase means, Randy, but uh, I would agree with you entirely that this could be, you know, a turning point for the season. Is it going to continue this way? Are they going to continue finding different ways to win these hockey games? Are they going to continue getting contributions up and down the lineup from the back end, getting goaltending that keeps them in games, even if the first or second shot might have squeaked in? They're they're hanging around games and finding ways to win. Does that transfer to the road? This will be the first real test to see that against Detroit, Buffalo, Boston, St. Louis. There's some formidable opponents there. Can't wait to see how it plays out. And there will be an, uh, a familiar face, I guess, called up from the minors today, Ryan McLeod uh, out of Bakersfield to fill the gap left by Devin Shore. He's hurt for the next four to six weeks. Jay Woodcroft is the head coach of the Bakersfield Condors. He will tell you how McLeod has looked in his seven games since his demotion and how the rest of the team has looked as well. When we come back from a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell.
Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.